and welcome to the Net Positive Podcast. I am your host, Ted Flanagan, and this episode of the Net Positive features Econet News, Volume 24, Issue Number 4, April 2022. Quote of the Week When we see renewable energy peaks like this, California's 97.6% renewable contribution, we are getting to reimagine what the grid will look like for the generations to come. These moments help crystallize the vision for the modern, efficient, and sustainable grid of the future. Ashutosh Bhagwat, Chair, California Independent System Operator, Board of Governors. Flanagan's Ecologic, Earth Day 52. Yesterday morning, I queried staff on the value of Earth Day, and comments ran the gamut. Anachronistic? Out of date? Does it have any particular value? A day of announcements? Proclamations? Could Earth Day be downplaying or underselling the immediacy of the, exe- of the existential climate crisis at hand? Another take. Society is dealing with climate change every day. It's all over the news, impacting and changing our lives. Earth Day once a year is obsolete. Another comment. Earth Day has become commercialized. She's getting Earth Day marketing, sales and discounts on stuff. More stuff is just what the Earth does not need. It's hard to downplay that over 75,000 organizations in 193 countries have been and will this year engage about 1 billion Earthlings. That's about 14% of the population globally. Sure, they engage in different ways, but for all, Earth Day provides a touchstone event. A staffer concurs with its relevance. It's important for our youngest. It's a time for our teachers to educate, to gear curriculum, to teach kids that they are part of something larger, Mother Earth. Tree People reports that Earth Day is its favorite day of the year, but the trees need us every day. Many of us say the same thing. Earth Day must be every day, not once a year. Hats off to those that have and are taking big steps, buying EVs, solar systems, insulation, windows. Hats off to all of us who take small but meaningful steps each day as part of our routines, steps to care for the planet, to use less water, less energy, to drive less, recycle, compost, eat healthy. At EcoMotion, the collective effect is what we call the power of the increment. Let's go back to 1962 and Rachel Carson's book, Silent Spring. Her words were shocking and lit a fire. Imagine a springtime with no birds chirping gaily, no insect chorus at night. Pesticides be damned. Earth Day was formed, creating rallies akin to Vietnam War peace marches with a positive mission to eradicate pollution. 10% of all Americans took action that day in 1970. I did. And out of this new movement sprang the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, and the Endangered Species Act. California instituted CEQA, the California Environmental Quality Act. Enough of the industrial mess. Earth Day 20, 1990, went global, engaging 200 million people in 141 countries around the world. That led to the United Nations' first Earth Summit, held in Rio de Janeiro in 1992. Today, the annual Earth Day event, led by EarthDay.org, engages a billion people in one way or another each year. They are motivated to take action, 
to speak out for Earth, to prioritize Earth and its good health. Earth Day is now the largest secular movement in the world, non-religious and non-spiritual. It's about stewardship, responsibility, compassion, comfort, and joy. It's about clarity of conscience and knowing that you left your home and community a little better than when you got it. This year's theme is Invest in Our Planet. Let's all take action. California Power Grid hits 97.6% green peak. At 3.39 p.m. on Sunday, April 3rd, the California Independent System Operator, CAISO, set a new record by delivering 97.6% renewable energy to the state's power grid. A week earlier, it had hit 96%. The all-time highs are for brief periods only, but solidly demonstrate progress in achieving California's clean energy goals, noted an ISO commissioner. The ISO reports that wind and solar production's contribution to the grid typically peaks in the spring due to mild temperatures which depress demand and the angle of the sun allowing for an extended period of strong solar production. California's target is for its power system to be net zero carbon by 2045. I checked out the ISO website while writing this news. At 11 a.m. on April 21st, the current demand was 22,231 megawatts. The current renewable energy capacity was 16,126 megawatts, equivalent to 73% of the served load. Of that, 10,880 megawatts was solar, 69%, and 3,416 megawatts was wind, or 21.7%, followed by geothermal, biomass, biogas, and small hydro. The California power grid also made new records for solar and wind. Solar hit a peak generation value of 13,628 megawatts just after noon on April 8th. The all-time wind peak capacity was recorded on March 4th of 6,265 megawatts just before 3 p.m. There is now more than 15,000 megawatts of grid-connected solar power capacity serving the California grid and almost 8,000 megawatts of wind now online in California. Another 600 megawatts of solar and 200 megawatts of wind are expected to be commissioned by June of this year. The system also has 2,700 megawatts of storage, mostly lithium-ion batteries. That is expected to grow to 4,000 megawatts by June 1st, 2022. Tidal power in the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom has been supporting renewable energy through its CFD program, Contracts for Difference program. This fourth allocation is 366 million US dollars, and the government will ensure that 26 million per year is ringforced, earmarked, for tidal stream projects. The ringforced amount could result in 34 megawatts of tidal energy capacity. Tidal could also win auction pricing in the broader renewable energy category. Researchers in the United Kingdom believe that tidal power could provide 20% of the nation's power needs. Right now, the UK gets less than 3% of its power from tidal energy. At the end of 2021, however, the UK government announced its decision to invest in tidal power each year, part of its flagship renewable energy auction scheme. The auction is a key element in the government's plan to support up to 12 gigawatts of low-carbon electricity capacity. 
This fourth round was larger than the first three combined. UK tidal power companies include Orbital Marine Power, Symec Atlantis Energy, and Nova Innovation. They are poised to deliver tidal power for about $271 per megawatt hour. In April 2021, the world's largest, most powerful tidal turbine was launched in Scotland. The two megawatt unit produced by Orbital Marine Power is a 680-ton tidal turbine. It was moved from the port of Dundee into the River Tay. The O2 turbine has a 245-foot, foot-long hull structure with twin 1-megawatt power-generating nacelles at the end of retractable leg structures. Its 33-foot blades give the O2 more than 6,400 square feet of sweep area to capture flowing tidal energy. Spain's first wave energy plant, EcoWave Power, is a Swedish wave energy power company that was founded in Israel. Today it secures licenses, constructs and interconnects plants, and sells electricity in accordance with approved production quotas. EcoWave Power has projects in operation in Israel and Gibraltar, and projects planned in Portugal and California. The Gibraltar project has been in operation for six years and has pr proven resilient despite the massive storms for which Gibraltar is known. Recently, EcoWave signed an agreement with Port Adriano to build Spain's first wave energy power plant. The two-megawatt project is planned for the south coast of the island of Mallorca. Harnessing wave energy comes in many forms. Some systems are at sea, using the undulating motion of the waves to generate electricity. The EcoWave system is on shore. It is based on the use of dinghy-like floaters on articulated arms that ride waves up and down. The system generates power with waves as small as 20 inches. If the waves are too strong, the floaters are hoisted up and out of the water. During normal operations, the movement of the floaters compresses and decompresses fluids that run through hydraulic pistons. After decompression, the fluids flows back to the tank, ready for reuse. California has 840 miles of coastline and 840 miles of waves. A US EIA report found a 2.64 trillion kilowatt hour potential for wave energy in the United States, equivalent to a whopping 66% of all electricity generation nationally. The Los Angeles County Economic Development Corporation developed an application with EcoWave Power and AltaSea to demonstrate wave energy as part of its Build Back Better regional challenge. The LA plan is to install a demonstration EcoWave Power system at AltaSea at the Port of Los Angeles. AltaSea is a nonprofit dedicated to scientific collaboration advancing an emerging, emerging blue economy, an economic term related to exploitation, preservation, and regeneration of the marine environment, and inspiring the next generation. Its president and CEO, Terry Tamanen, notes that wave energy is exciting, it is renewable, and it doesn't stop when the sun goes down or the air is still. Carbon Neutral Lithium Mining lithium is energy-intensive resulting in substantial CO2 emissions. The mining also requires lots of water, which in many instances is scarce. So a new mine in Germany that intends to not only be carbon neutral, but potentially carbon positive, gets one's attention. EIT InnoEnergy 
the European Innovation Engine for Sustainable Energy, announced a partnership with Vulcan Energy Resources Limited, a startup lithium company, to produce the world's first completely carbon-neutral lithium in Germany. The project is part of the European Battery Alliance, a strategic industry initiative. The lithium will mostly be used for battery production for EVs. Europe is already one of the fastest-growing lithium-ion battery production centers in the world. The project will be located in the Upper Rhine Rift in the states of Baden-Württemberg and the Rhineland-Palatinate. The region contains Europe's largest lithium resource and one of the largest worldwide. Vulcan will pump hot lithium-rich brine from production wells up to the surface, then use the co-generated geothermal energy to drive a proprietary lithium extraction process. Excess renewable energy will be sold resulting in a carbon footprint that could be negative. 49 MPG in four years. New vehicles sold in the United States must, must have an average fuel economy of 49 MPG fleet-wide by 2026. The new federal fuel economy standards issued by the U.S. Department of Transportation on April 1, 2022, are intended to improve fuel efficiency, to cut down on fuel costs, and to reduce emissions. The new rules undo a rollback on standards. Standards had been rising by 5% per year until the previous administration rolled them back to a 1.5 per year increase. The new requirements increase gas mileage by 8% per year from 2024 and 2025 model years and then 10% in the 2026 model year. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration project projects that the new rules will raise the price of a new vehicle in the 2029 year by $1,087. Meanwhile, in California, Governor Gavin Newsom has signed an executive order declaring that 100% of new passenger vehicles will be zero emissions by 2035. New, medium, and heavy-duty trucks will be 100% zero emissions by 2045. Same for off-road vehicles that need to be 100% zero emissions by 2045. Currently, 6% of California's new car sales are electric, but a third of those are plug-in hybrids that do not qualify as net zero. Thus, 4% of all car sales are electric in the Golden State. 2% is a comparable value for the country. Worse, the market share for all electric trucks rounds off to 0%. Southern California Mass Transit Milestones. Metrolink operates in a 5 county region providing heavy rail service on 538 miles of track for Los Angeles with connections to LA Metro buses and trains at many stations. Both agencies offered free rides on Earth Day. Metrolink is the first passenger rail agency in the United States powered by renewable fuel. Its locomotives now run entirely on cleaner burning, recycled natural fats and vegetable oils after a pilot program that began in 2021. The use of their renewable fuel will decrease its greenhouse gas footprint by up to 80%. Metrolink continues to pursue zero emissions technologies like hydrogen fuel cells and battery electric solutions. It sees renewable fuel as a bridge to zero emissions. The Antelope Valley Transit Agency, also connected with Metrolink, has achieved a similar milestone of national significance. Its bus fleet is 100% electric making it the first all-electric transit agency in the United States. 
AVTA began service in 1992 and today serves a population of around 450,000 in a 1,200-mile square area, including Lancaster and Palmdale, in northern Los Angeles County. In 2012, it purchased 15 diesel hybrid electric buses, followed by two all-electric buses in 2014. AVTA vowed to become all-electric in 2016. Its board made a bold decision to buy 85 all-electric buses from BYD. Currently, its fleet includes 57 BYD buses, 10 Green Power EV Start microtransit vans, and 20 battery electric commuter coaches from Motor Coach Industries. European Hydrogen Backbone Initiative. Everfuel, a Danish company, has signed a deal to build a hydrogen refueling station in Germany. The station will be a heavy-duty refueling station for 20 fuel cell buses in Wuppertal that can be expanded. The station is part of the European Hydrogen Backbone Initiative. The European Hydrogen Backbone, or EHB, initiative plans five pan-European corridors and nearly 18,000 miles of pipelines connecting industrial clusters, ports, and regions of abundant demand. It has accelerated its program to produce 20.6 million tons of renewable, low-carbon hydrogen from 2025 to 2030. A group of 31 European gas transmission operators takes this a step further, proposing a hydrogen network of 33,000 miles by 2040. About 60% of the pipelines will be repurposed gas pipelines and 40% new, including subsea links. In related news, the United Kingdom's Hydrogen Investor Roadmap calls for 10 gigawatts of low-carbon hydrogen by 2030. Half of this will be electrolytic hydrogen, meaning that the hydrogen will be created through electrolysis. The Ontario government has released a report on achieving a low-carbon hydrogen economy. It supports a proposal to build a 20-megawatt electrolyzer at Niagara Falls for hydrogen production. That's it. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Net Positive. We'll see you next time.